Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, everybody, welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, Galatians chapter 6, and if I were to give this one a title, it would be Don't Give Up. Don't Give Up. As we get ready to finish up Galatians chapter 6, we're going to see that there's a lot of challenges that Paul has, and it's going to be easy to want to give up. But Paul is saying, whatever you do, don't give up, because if you are patient and you are faithful, God always comes through. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But as always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you leave us a five-star review on the podcast. And then, of course, let's all gather together at the Facebook group, the Bible Breakdown Discussion. Because, man, the more we dig, the more we find. And we are gathering together and slowly growing closer to God one chapter at a time. And it's an honor to be with you. Some of you tell me that you listen to this podcast on your way to work. So, hi. <laughs> be sure to keep your eyes on the road. And I'll take care of the rest for this morning, all right? And I even had someone tell me the other day, they're a college student, and they said, uh, Pastor, I just want to let you know I'm listening to your podcast instead of doing my work in class. Hey, if you're listening to me right now, stop that. <laughs> I don't want me and you both to get in trouble. Thank you for listening to the Bible, but do your work right now. We'll get back to this later, all right? Uh, I was thinking about this chapter as we get ready to end, and it reminded me of the very first race I was ever in. I was running a 5K. And I had never really been in a race like that before. I was starting to train for it a little bit. And I got ready for the race. And I just thought it was going to be so much fun. I thought it was going to be easy, no problem, not a big deal. But as I started to run, I started to realize it was a much harder endeavor than I ever realized. And it's three miles, but it might as well have been 20 miles. It was so hard to do. By the time I got like 100 yards out, I was already tired because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to pace myself. And I wanted to quit so bad. And especially as other people started to pass me. <laughs> and I was noticing I'm getting pretty close to being at the end here. I was just discouraged. And there was a lady who kind of was, was fast walking. And she was about to pass me. And I guess you could just tell I was getting discouraged. And she just was like, don't give up. Don't give up. The finish line's just around the corner. Don't give up. Turns out she's lying. <laughs> I still had a long way to go. But that idea of don't give up don't give up, kept me going until finally I got there, which by the way, just to be really honest with you, that lady passed me. And as I started slowly catching back up to her, she was probably in her 70s. And it finally did come around the corner to where the finish line was. And I have to admit, I was in my early 20s. And I said, I cannot let this 70 something year old lady pass me <laughs> or finish before me. And so I hobbled my way through it. And I'm talking about I barely passed her and I considered that to be a victory so, <laughs> uh, because I was an idiot, all right? But the idea of not giving up, even when it gets hard, even when it gets difficult, is so very important. And that's what Paul is going to finish up this letter with all of us to say, don't give up, especially when it gets hard, because it's worth it in the end. Let's read this together. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. It says this, Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back into or onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of Christ. 
If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah. So basically what he's saying is, is that if you're, if you have a fellow brother and sister in Christ and you see that they're not coming to church anymore, you see, which is not a sin, but it's just, it's an indication that maybe there's something going on or you see something, whatever, you know, whose job it's not. It is not first of all, the pastor's job. It's not first of all, someone else's job. First of all, the person who noticed they're the front line of defense. That doesn't mean that as a pastor and as a staff, we don't reach out to them as well. But why do you think you noticed? You think it's possible that the Holy Spirit has given you eyes to see so that you could see them? And the job then becomes that we are to try to go reach them, but to be careful so that we don't fall into the same hole that they fell into. Then both of us will be in the ditch (laughs) and both of us will need some help. It says this, verse four, pay careful attention to your work for then you will get satisfaction for a job well done. You don't need to compare yourself with anyone else, for each of us are responsible for our own conduct. Pause again. Notice how Paul is saying the worst thing you can do is to compare yourself with somebody else. You know that's so true in almost every area of life? Because no one has got the same life. Do you know when my kids were little, and I would hear people talk about what a powerful and wonderful devotion time they had. Oh, I spent hours with the Lord a day. And I was like, must be nice. Now, I don't have any extra time because my kids are little and all that stuff. You know, it's a different season. Or on the other side, if you're in a season where you're an empty nester, you know, you, you, should, you should be careful not to just broadcast, you know, that you have all this time with the Lord because those people are in a different season. So he's saying both ways are not a good way to compare yourself. The only person you compare yourself with is who you were yesterday. Are you closer to God today than you were yesterday? And even then, it's not always you know, fair because situations were different yesterday. Instead, each one of us should be responsible for our own conduct. And we should say today, verse six, those who are taught the word of God should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. In other words, it's okay if your pastor receives a salary. Okay. That's okay that we honor our leaders because they are teaching us the ways of God. Verse seven, don't be misled. God cannot be mocked. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we do not give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. Notice how Paul is saying, if you invest or assume your time, your talent, your treasure, gifts, talents, abilities, opportunities, you spend all of that on sinful nature and on sinful gain. Well, guess what? Death is a result. The death of relationships, the death of family, the death of opportunities, all of that. But if you invest your time, your talent, your treasure, gifts, talents, opportunities, all that, all that stuff, you, you invest all of that into life-giving things, the kingdom of God, then that's what you will receive. And he's saying, so therefore, when you have a chance to do good, do it and watch what God will do. Verse 11, let's finish up. Now, notice what large letters I use as I write these closing words in my own handwriting. Those who are trying to force you to be circumcised, they want to look good 
to others. They don't want to be persecuted for teaching that the cross of Christ alone can save. Even those who advocate circumcision don't keep the whole law themselves. They only want you to be circumcised so they can boast about it and claim you as their disciples. As for me, may I never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this this world has been crucified, and the world's interest in me has also died. It doesn't matter whether we have been circumcised or not. What counts is whether we have been transformed into a new creation. May God's peace and mercy be on all who live by this principle, for they are the new people of God. From now on, don't let anyone trouble me with these things, for I bear in my body the scars that show that I belong to Jesus. My dear brothers and sisters, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Wow. I love the overall theme of this book, which is, we are saved by grace through faith. We are saved for good works, not saved by good works. Let me give you this example as we get ready to finish our time. Imagine somebody was in prison. They were in prison. They were behind the doors, behind the cell doors, and the door was locked. And then imagine somebody else on the outside came to them and said, you know what? You need to be free. That's right. I do need to be free, but I can't get free. I don't have the key. I don't know where the key is. I've got a life sentence. Well, I tell you what, today's your day. I have paid the price for your freedom. And then that person goes and they unlock the door and they open the door. And they say, now be free. Well, the person who's inside the jail says, you're right, I need to be free. So I'm going to walk out to freedom. But instead of walking out to freedom, they just start walking around the cell and go, okay, I'm going to get free. If I keep walking out of here, I'm going to get free. I'm going to get free. Maybe I'll earn it at some point. And the whole time the the person on the other side is going, no, 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 don't. You, you don't get out by walking around inside the prison cell. You get out by leaving the prison cell. <laughs> but that person's like, okay, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. No, they're not. They're never going to get free. <laughs> but it's when you walk out the door that then you're able to experience freedom. That's the same thing when it comes to knowing Jesus. So many times God has come to us and he says, you can't get free on your own. But what I have done, Jesus would say, I have paid the price for your freedom. And he unlocks the door and he opens it. What many of us have tried to do is we've tried to then earn that salvation. We walk all around our prison cell. We try to get free. We try to get out. We try to do whatever. When the whole time Jesus is saying, the only way out is through my free gift. So receive it. Yeah, but I've still got issues. I've still got, exactly. But you don't have to get rid of your issues before you come to me. Just come. And then it's as you start following me, I'm going to set you free. You're going to start living according to my word instead of all that other stuff. But the only way you get free is by going through the door of salvation. That's what freedom is. So I just want to encourage you. Maybe, maybe you're, you're listening to this and you're not a Christian at all. Can I tell you, you're never going to be good enough. There's so much sin in your life that if you were to die right now, you would certainly go to hell. That's <laughs> if you don't know Jesus. But guess what? That doesn't disqualify you from heaven. It qualifies you for grace. The Bible says that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart, give our allegiance to him, then he will save us. So you know what salvation is? It's A, B, C. Accept that I'm a sinner. B, believe that what Jesus did on the cross was sufficient to wash away all my sins. And then C, confess. Confess that you're a sinner 
and receive the free gift of grace. Walk out the door of that thing. And then you turn away from your sin and you turn toward Jesus. And you start walking toward him. Now, I'm not going to lead you in a prayer because you now know what to do. You need to repent of every one of your sin. The sins you know about, the sins that you don't. Jesus, I want you to wash me clean completely. Wash away all my sin. And then what I want you to do is I want you to leave me a comment in this video or I want you to go to the Facebook group and I want you to let us know what God is doing in your life because you have been saved by grace through faith. We're going to help you take those next steps. We're going to help you know what that is to be saved. I want you to start listening to this podcast every day. I want you to start reading your Bible every day. Start growing in your faith. But now maybe you're listening to this and you are a Christ follower. But you struggle because you think that the reason that you're saved is because of grace. And so now you can do whatever you want to do. Well, guess what? You have been saved, but you haven't been saved to get a free ticket to sin. You've been saved so that you don't have to sin anymore. You don't have to be in bondage to those selfish desires, to those broken places, to those things that medicate the pain inside of you. Instead, you can walk in freedom every day. But just like yesterday, there is a, a war constantly going between our flesh and between our spirit. And the one that wins is the one that you feed. So you need to start reading God's word every day. You need to start praying and talking to God every single day. You need to go back to the church that you're from, and you need to get plugged in and say, I want to grow in my relationship with God. And watch what happens. As you start growing in your relationship with God, you're going to start experiencing freedom like never before. Let me pray for us as we end today. God, thank you so much for your goodness, your kindness, your mercy. Thank you, God, that you are for us and you're with us more than we can imagine. I pray today, God, as we take steps toward you, that you, God, will make yourself real and known to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. God's word says in Galatians 2, it says, For we know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. Remember, Jesus wants a relationship, not a contract. I love you, and I'll see you tomorrow for the next part of the Bible Breakdown Podcast.